You're listening to the Getting Smart Podcast. I'm Nate McLennan, and today I am super excited to be joined by Aaron Shorn, Head of Growth and Community at Unruler. He's also a Getting Smart columnist for us. And we're also joined by Trinity Asing, the founder of Mauka Market, the world's first regenerative marketplace. Aaron supported Trinity's journey at Nalukai, a youth leadership entrepreneurship program in Hawaii. We're thrilled to talk to both of you today uh, about youth entrepreneurship, sustainability, eco-schools, climate change, um, all the things that you two are both passionate about. So welcome and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Great. So to kick us off, I'd love to, to think about Um, Both of you have passions on entrepreneurship. You also have connections to the natural world. I'd love for you to just share with our audience, if you could choose one place to be in the natural world, what's your favorite place? Where would you choose? Trinity, you're up first. I would definitely choose the ocean. Um, I love surfing. I love spearfishing. And just being in the ocean is a really calming place for me. So definitely anywhere in the ocean. And Trinity, can you tell us where you're calling in from today? Uh, where do you live? Um, I'm calling in from Kailua, uh, Oahu um, in Hawaii. And, and what's the weather like there today? Um, it's about 80 degrees um, and beautiful and sunny. <laughs> Is it always like that there? <laughs> pretty much. We actually just had some really gnarly rain, um, but that was pretty much the coldest it gets, maybe in the high 60s. Got it, got it. Aaron, what about you? Favorite place to be? I'm going to be hyper-specific. Mine is Lai Lai, which is this pu'u or hill right behind um, HPA's campus, an independent school on the big island of Hawaii in a town of Waimea. And it overlooks, um, I think, the most beautiful place in the world, which is Waimea on the big island. I might have to um, fight Trinity on that because she lives in a really beautiful place too. But for me, it's uh, almost a spiritual centering place and a place where I kind of get a lot of energy from. And you're calling in from California today. Is that right? I am. We moved um, in July from Waimea to Ojai, which is a beautiful part of Southern California, but um, does not hold a candle to Waimea. Got it. Got it. Well, again, thank you both for being here today. And Aaron, I think I want to start with you and Talk a little bit about the the genesis of uh, Naukai. Um, what is it? Um, um, where did it originate from? And, and how does that connect to, to Trinity and, and her amazing work? So Naukai was founded by Darius Monsef, um, who um, was a brilliant um, creative and entrepreneur um, who successfully sold some of his um, tech startups. And he grew up in Waimea and Honoka on the Big Island and wanted to create a hui, a, a community for youth um, to become entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs, but most importantly, to have this kind of family of, um, of human beings that believe in each other and want to make change. And it evolved. It evolved from a tech and kind of lean startup entrepreneurship camp to when Trinity came in 2019, Um, a social and cultural entrepreneurship program where youth from across public, private, and charter schools came together and boarded for two weeks and took their ideas and turned them into actual startup companies. And at the end of the experience, it culminated not in a pitch day, but really in this authentic storytelling day 
where they told the story of what they created, um, the kind of partners and funding they would need, but most importantly, the journey they went on. And so the power of our program is the diversity of the cohorts and getting youth to, to do this work on teams. And, and you were involved how? You were, I think, teaching or leading or working in an independent school at that point, and you somehow got pulled in? Yeah, so I, I met Darius. He goes by a lot of names, Bubs, Bubba. I met a Darius um, at a kid's birthday party, and um, he heard about what I was doing in my digital journalism class centered around apprenticeship and mentorship. And um, I had him involved in my class, and he eventually asked me in year one, um, in the OG year, to kind of come in and help build out the curriculum. And um, from there, it every year we evolved, and every year we changed the um, outcomes and curriculum and um, and how we did the program to be um, much more centered around sense of place, Hawaiian culture, and these brilliant youth like Trinity. And so right now I'm the program director for Nalukai. Um, right now we are a two-week startup um, camp that occurs either in the month of June or July. The last two years we've been virtual. But my role is as a, as a facilitator, a connector, and as a curriculum developer. Got it. Got it. Okay, Trinity. So uh, your story, so you somehow got connected to this really amazing program. Can you talk a little bit about that story? What was your journey? Yeah, so I kind of fell in love with entrepreneurship um, my senior year of high school and and sustainability around the same time as well when I started a farmer's market as part of a um, class project on how we could turn, make our school more sustainable. So I started a farmer's market up at the campus, fell in love with entrepreneurship and sustainability, um, was recommended that I check out this Nalukai program to further my knowledge and, um, you know, learn more about entrepreneurship. And I luckily got accepted, um, spent the two weeks there learning from so many um, mentors, connecting with the different, uh, my teammates there. Um, and yeah, that's, that's how I made my way into Nalukai was, you know, falling, um, falling in love with sustainability and entrepreneurship, and then searching for more ways to learn and grow that entrepreneurship. Got it. So uh, I'm always curious about how passions evolve in, in folks in terms of learning. And so you talked about it. It was in 12th grade, your senior year, you had a class project. Um, I guess two questions. One is what, what class was it that you allowed you to do a project that created a market at your school? So that's the first question. And then the second question is, did you have any inkling of this beforehand uh, that this was your, your path? Had you always been thinking in a more entrepreneurial way or is this a an aha moment for you in 12th grade that, oh, I want to think about sustainability and entrepreneurship. Um, I would say I've always been, I guess you could say hustler. <laughs> <laughs> My parents always like, they always just knew like, oh, she's gonna, she's gonna be an entrepreneur because a, a little, not bossy, but I guess I was always a little more, you know, like bossy, you could say growing up, but in a good way, like leading and, and always wanting to be, you know, I guess in charge, but like strong, like I wanted to be my own boss and I wanted to, um, you know, create something and make a change somewhere, um, which was always my goal growing up is to do whatever I do to make a change in something. Um, so I always had that entrepreneurial spirit. Um, 
And then senior year is when I really dove deep into my culture. And I learned that through the Hawaiian culture, really everything that they do and they believe in is sustainability. You know, everything in Hawaiian culture is valued around the land and taking care of the land. And so when I fell in love with my culture, I fell in love with sustainability, which is which is where they connect. And through Nalukai is where I learned that you can find your passion and your love and turn that into an occupation. And I think one of the mentors there actually taught us a word called occupation, which is essentially that finding something you love, creating a career out of it, and, you know, using that to drive you. And yeah. <laughs> and and was it a specific class that allowed you to create the market or was it an independent study that you had to do outside of school? Oh, yes. Uh, prior to Nalakai, prior to even going to Nalakai, the first effort. Yeah. The senior class that I took was um, called Malama Honua, um, which is an environmental science class. Got it. Got it. Okay, great. Okay, so you created this uh, first prototype at your school. Was it successful? Yes, it, it was. It was a lot of hard work, <laughs> um, but it was it was successful. We had uh, three markets um, in the time being for that senior year uh, until I left, and unfortunately, couldn't find anyone to continue on the the market after I left the school. But fortunately, through Nalukai, I made it to the Purple Prize competition, which is a startup competition where I was an intern there. And that's how I kind of segmented into Malcolm Market, which we can talk about later. No, we're, we're, so we're ready. So I uh, help our listeners understand what the Purple Prize is and then what happened at Nalukai that then generated uh, Malcolm Market. So... Through Nalukai, they were looking for three, about three um, youth interns, um, they called us fellows, um, to join the Purple Prize, which the Purple Prize is a incubator startup competition for um, Hawaii-owned businesses, um, you know, uh, just an incubator. They brought us on, first time ever bringing students, uh, youth on to join the teams as interns. There I was paired with the Albizia Project because they focused a lot in sustainability um, and regenerative business, which I was just learning about. And what they do is they um, remove invasive Albizia trees um, and then they use the lumber for various projects like furniture, surfboards, interior design, um, and from there, after they remove the lumber, um, the trees, then they replant native trees that used to grow there maybe 200, 300 years ago before the introduction of invasive species. So their business is completely regenerative. Um, but they saw this need for a market to help promote this type of business because it's such a new species of business. Not everyone understands the regenerative side which is where I came in with my experience in markets. Um, and we created this Malcolm Market, the regenerative marketplace, to help people, to educate people about how important regenerative business is. And, and yes, there's sustainable business, which I would define as, you know, doing more with less. But regenerative business is doing more with less and replenishing what you take. Um, so that's kind of how I segued into everything. Um, but without Nalukai, I wouldn't have been accepted into the Purple Prize. Without Nalukai, I wouldn't have the foundation 
and the understanding of entrepreneurship. And, you know, being the youngest on the team of Malcolm Market in a management position, having to lead adults is kind of scary for me. <laughs> and like having to tell older people what to do sometimes is like, whoa, but that's something I wouldn't have been able to do without Nalukai. Can I just jump in for a second? Like th- this story arc is insane, but it shouldn't be insane. Like, so Nalukai's dream is to be a culminating experience for students like Trinity, to give them that confidence and sense of belonging, that they belong in this world, that they belong as creators, right? And what we've turned into is a pipeline to partner with other organizations like Purple Maya, the organization that has this adult um, incubator and accelerator program. And we created an agreement where we sent three Nalukai alumni, which she quickly became, into their program. We did not, we, we wanted one of them to become a co-founder, but we never thought it was immediately possible. Trinity proved that completely wrong. Trinity is now a co-founder of Malcolm Market. And if you think about that story arc, right, it seems, it seems nuts that someone right out of high school could join a team, could take her marketing and, and digital storytelling skills and do that. But for us at Nalukai, and I think for me in general as an educator, we want that to become the norm where she can add her mana'o, her wisdom, her ideas to a company that she's passionate about and believes in. So just Trinity's amazing. Did you see Aaron when you when as you went through different cohort worked with different cohorts at um, uh, at Nalukai? Did, did you find that you were drawing out these innate talents in students that just had been latent and not exposed for so long, or were they gifted? Like Trinity came with some entrepreneurial experience and she's ready and raring to go. Um, I'm always thinking about, can everybody do this? Uh, should we, I mean, I have this bias that we should be teaching entrepreneurship and in schools across the world, I have a bias that everybody, every young person should have the ability and skills and opportunity to make a difference in the world. And so, but but what about the students that are coming to you? Are you seeing that? It's a total mix of both. And that's yeah. the beauty of diversity, equity, and inclusion. It's creating a program that hits students at all different levels. And so we have a pretty intensive application. Thank you, Trinity, for completing it and not cursing at us too much. And a part of that application is an upload of what you've done. And it's not just tech projects, it's anything you've done with your parents in the backyard. We wanted a diversity of um, skill level, technical skills. Um, I personally believe that it's disingenuous to talk about entrepreneurship if you're not talking about technical skill development, because you need to have students in these programs that have a skill as well. That doesn't mean you can't do both at the same time. But for us at Nalukai, we were successful because we had an application that allowed us to look at these skills that students and youth had in leadership and writing and project management and graphic design and coding and videography and put them all together. And the the miracle, I think, of Nalukai is in the group work. It's teaching youth the power of working on diverse teams. And so Trinity was on a team with people that had different skills. And I think and hope that that's been a really powerful lesson for her at Malka. Really interesting, and that makes makes a lot of sense. And I, I think these are the competencies that we want in all young. I mean, we want in all humans because this is what makes the world a better place. So when we think about regenerative practices and thinking about the world and climate and place, um, Trinity, when you were going through the program, did you have a did you see your idea pivot back and forth a few times based on feedback, based or, or were you pretty linear during those couple of weeks when you were intensely involved with this? Um, how, how did the idea evolve? Um, 
actually for Naukai, the Malco market wasn't established yet. Uh, we had created a different um, startup with my group um, that was actually completely different from a market, but the ideas that I used were very similar, like based around community, sustainability, um, culture, which was kind of what we started there with our startup um, was called Rendezvous. It, it didn't go anywhere after that, but you know, a lot of them had gone off to college. Um, some of them were still in high school in my group and I had you know, other plans after that as well. But the team that I worked with, we still stay close. We still talk to this day. So the idea of Malcolm Market was already, you know, in in me there. And I used the knowledge from Nalukai to kind of push it after um, after leaving Nalukai. Uh, that makes sense. And I, I see that pattern of in high school, you had a project that was starting a market and then you did this rendezvous project and then the, the, uh, the, um, uh, the, the new Malcolm market comes up. And so, so I, I have a sense in entrepreneurship and I have done some startup stuff myself is that, is that we, we have a lot of practice runs um, and those practice runs every time we learn something from those practice runs. Uh, and so I see that evolution. I suspect that you're going to have many more along the way. Um, I'm interested, uh, um, Trinity, on on the the e-commerce part of the platform. So so it started as a physical market, correct, and then went to e-commerce. And what have you learned through that? Is it still meets your goals for sustainable practices? Are you still thinking that it's the the same thing yet just digital? Or what's your thought on that? The e-commerce is something that we are still kind of playing around and and uh, finalizing. Uh, Digital e-commerce is not my expertise, so it's something that I am like really trying to learn. Um, and as far as the, you know, is it still sustainable? I think yes, because we, all of our vendors that um, sell through us um, at our in-person and online go through a certification process, which helps us understand, you know, how much of their material do they source from Hawaii? How much of it is organic? Is it from a waste stream? Is it um, from an invasive species like the Albizia tree? So our vendors in themselves are certified to, you know, to our standard. Um, and then, you know, as far as shipping, we use low waste, we repurpose most of our shipping material, which I think is probably the biggest thing um, you know, that makes e-commerce a little bit more, not as um, eco-friendly as just buying it right there in person. But our idea too is to connect these regenerative and sustainable businesses to people outside of Hawaii, you know, um, and to just educate people outside of Hawaii about this type of business, about this type of practice. So I think, you know, that is where the e-commerce comes in and that's what the digital platform comes in is that helps us reach a way huger audience than just here in Hawaii. Because in Hawaii, most people, you know, if you know anything about the culture, you have a sense of sustainability. I like to call it an island mindset, knowing that we live on an island in the middle of the ocean. It's like, it's our job here to fight climate change because, you know, if we don't, we're the ones who are going to drown eventually, you know, not the continental U.S., there's a bit, there's a big land mass there. Of course, the sea level is rising everywhere, but you know if we don't take care of it here in Hawaii, 
will be underwater. And I think a lot of people here understand that problem around with the Hawaiian culture values of land and how important it is. I think everyone here kind of knows it. Our goal is to now expand that knowledge, teach people about this Hawaiian way of loving the land, taking care of the land, that you don't own the land, that, you know, your job is to take care of it for future generations. And so that's our goal with Malcolm Market and the e-commerce and um, online platform is to teach others outside of Hawaii. It, it seems that there's some there's some messaging for schools and educators that are listening to this podcast. And I wonder, maybe starting with Aaron and then Trinity, is this, this island mindset concept and how it relates to climate change is um, uh, a lot of schools aren't on islands, but yet a lot of schools and communities could benefit from understanding this island mindset or island thinking. Um, what's the, where, where do you see education needs to shift to really think about climate change as a core challenge of our generation and generations to come? Um, Aaron, what are your thoughts on that? Like, what do we need I mean, to change in schools? I, I think um, at its most basic learning has to become more communal. Um, mm. There's a, and learning has to be more centered in reality. So the the Hawaiian phrase makahana ka'ike, which means by doing one learns, is like my entire pedagogy and philosophy of education. You learn through action. And all of the programs I've built at Nalukai, at, um, at HPA, Hawaii Preparatory Academy, when I was the K-12 capstone coordinator, and now at Unruler, um, are about communal learning. And so when you when you work with others, you now care about the problems they face, the communities they're in. And I think what you heard from Trinity, I don't know if this answers your question exactly, but making entrepreneurship place-based is so vital. Like looking at your background, Nate, I saw that place-based so many times. But when you heard Trinity talk, I just kept hearing that, you know, that, that where she grew up, like what she cares about is so unique. It's her unique value proposition to Malcolm Market, right? And rooting entrepreneurship and identity you know, rooting schooling and identity. There's that great Paul Graham essay, one of the founders of Y Combinator, that talks about how great startups come from people who've lived the problems they're trying to solve, you know, have lived those lives. You know, that's makahanaka ike, you know. And so I think, you know, in order to address things like climate change, in order to address things like structural racism, to address, you know, the um, what discourse looks like in American society, we have to make learning more communal, more place-based, and more kind of student identity-driven. So, sorry, it's kind of it's not the precise answer, but I think Trinity like just totally represents that in in her life and how she went through Nalukai and in the answers that she's giving. Trinity, what do you think? Uh, Aaron, great thoughts there. What do you think about schooling and what needs to shift? Well, I think that personally, you know. The youth is is the future, and I, I was talking to Aaron about this. How the you know the older you get, the harder it is for your mindset to change, and and you've learned this way for this long. It's harder to change the minds of older people, but for youth, if you teach it in them young, the importance of climate change, the importance of their own culture and their identity. If you can start that from you know kindergarten they'll 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 have that for the rest of their lives and they'll have this mindset of oh i need to consume less oh i need to you know stop using plastic or you know whatever whatever they can do to live more sustainably to help 
combat climate change. I think it needs to start earlier. And, and I think Aaron's right that it needs to be implicated in, in schools around the world and, and from a younger age, because I didn't really learn it until senior year. And I wish that I had learned about sustainability, how to grow my own food, how to fish, you know, the triple bottom line. I wish I'd learned these things earlier, um, not at 18 years old. So definitely. It, 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 it makes so much sense to me, Aaron, as you were speaking to before, as I've thought a lot about place-based education. And part of the, the concept there that's important for me is that when when people are deeply immersed in the place, and whether that's the the, uh, the social part of place, ecological part, political, economic, but when they are deeply immersed, they will find the things that drive them, and they'll care deeply about making a difference, right? And Trinity, you've done exactly that, which is so amazing. So I too agree that uh, there there we start with innate curiosity and inquiry at a very young age, and then we move into exposing students to things like the triple bottom line and things like sustainability, they can pick and choose where they end up uh, and how they end up applying it. But everybody should have that core uh, of place and sustainability. Um, I'm also fascinated by this idea of communal learning. And I, I think that increasingly the, word, the world uh, in the future, it's, uh, it's, it's more complicated, it's more uncertain, but I also think it's more mutualistic. I think we're going to depend more and more on one another. And um, the program that you both described, uh, Trinity, the, the, the solution that you found, are thinking about how do we depend on one another, um, which is really, really interesting. So let me think a little bit about sort of future work. So uh, what's next for the market, Trinity? Um, I know, I think you're in university at the same time. Are, are you doing that? Or are you, so you're pretty busy. Uh, uh, any, any future plans? It sounds like e-commerce is there, but other ideas that you're thinking about? Yes, um, I would like to expand um, the Malcolm Market kind of brand to not just markets, but also like different events that highlight the same type of practice, you know, like an event that um, showcases how to cook invasives, you know, how to catch an invasive fish and turn it into a meal to, you know, feed your family. Um, just educating people about how they can... Um, you know, remove invasive species and, and live regeneratively, not just through what they buy, but live their whole life regeneratively. So moving away from just markets, but different types of events that somehow showcase my Hawaiian culture and this regenerative business model. That sounds great. I also think that when you're ready to, to grow even bigger is think about how do you replicate what you're doing uh, in all sorts of other communities. I think that you have a model that's really amazing and, um, it's, it's dependent on the OIE culture, but also it could be dependent on whatever culture is in a location. So I think there's you have a lot to share with the world. So look forward to, to seeing what happens there. Aaron, um, you are at another organization, although you're still involved. Unruler, a, a quick, what's the connection here? Why is that connect, technology solution connected to your work um, with Trinity and, and um, Nalukai? I mean, um, at its core, Unruler is a visibility tool. Um, it's a tool that's mobile and web. I used it for two years as the K-12 Capstone Coordinator, and I'm using it now with the Nalukai Alumni Program that we got funding from. Um, Unruler is a collaborative mobile and web platform that makes culture and growth visible in schools and learning communities and really has applicability not just in K-12, but any place that has a cohort. Um, it looks and feels like social media. It's UX and UI um, are really beautiful, but it allows a school and an organization to tag 
their learning with their learning outcomes, their values, their KPIs or OKRs, and um, be able to look and track. And so every post in Unruler basically becomes evidence of these skills that we're trying to live. Everything we talked about on this call about communal learning, about agency, about visibility, that's why I took this role and why I'm really excited. And I do not think that tech solves all problems, I don't, especially in schools, but I've never been more excited to, um, to use and to grow a platform that really manifests um, agency, changes the power balance between teachers and students, and um, allows youth and adults to build these really beautiful journals and portfolios of their experiences and work. And so, you know, I, I think we have to challenge a lot. And Nate, I'm sure you feel it too, and the status quo of education and, you know, pre-COVID, post-COVID, during COVID, our youth are tapped out. There is an anxiety in this really lonely process that is middle school and high school and going to college. And I took this job at Unruler to challenge the trajectory of after high school and to see if there's different ways of getting into college um, and getting your first job than your GPA and a standardized test. And this is my R&D for that. Yeah, things about it's it's all about purpose finding and how do you help people use each other to do that that well. Um, and I and I keep going back to to my north star and the north star that I think about a lot of of how does how do we provide every young person with an opportunity to change the world, no matter where they live, where they come from, whatever the case may be. Uh, and I think all all of what you have described, both you Trinity and Aaron, um, are helping move the needle in that direction. I'm super appreciative of our time together. I'd love if each one of you could share, if you have an audience that's listening, what's the, the biggest takeaway message you want them to hear about education, about regeneration, whatever it is, whatever message you would like to share. Um, Trinity, do you want to start? Um, sure. Um, I guess the biggest um, thing I could say was to, you know, really connect with your culture and who you are, where you come from. Um, because I really believe that the solutions to a lot of our modern day problems are woven into our past and our ancestors and what they did here long ago. Um, so I, I and I um, jumping off of what um, Aaron said that, you know, tech is a solution. Yes, it's not a solution to all our problems. But how do we connect our past and our ancestors and their knowledge with a modern twist. Um, and that's what I want to leave you with is look back to your culture, look back to your roots and figure out how they lived, you know, a hundred years ago and how that can solve many of our problems today. We learn a lot by looking backwards. That's for sure. If we're willing to look. Thank you, Trinity. Aaron, what do you have for us? Let your students be seen and let them feel that they're seen. Um, the hardest thing to do in teaching entrepreneurship at a, in a formal setting or at Nalukai is building confidence and a sense of belonging and almost decolonizing what high school and middle school have done to so many youth around the world and in the U.S. and letting them know that they're worthy of investment, that they're worthy of mentorship, that they're worthy of partnership and collaboration. So much of the first few days of Nalukai, this two-week intensive, is just getting them to feel like they belong. And that they're worthy of this work and worthy of their getting getting their ideas out into the world. And why I took this job at Unruler is because it makes their process and their life visible and shared. 
And it tells them that they're not just the products they create, but their thought process and their learning journey is worthy of being shared. And if I could tell every educator to just not just differentiate, but change your curriculum to make sure your students feel like it's relevant and seen to them, that's my message. Beautiful. I am grateful for the time that we spent together. Uh, you both are doing amazing work and it matters. Uh, if uh, listeners want to hear more, take a look at the show notes. Uh, there'll be links to Macau Market, Nalukai, Unruler, um, and a bunch of other resources that we talked about today. Please look them up. Take a look at what they're doing. Uh, reach out to Trinity. Reach out to Aaron and figure out how uh, you can partner or, or, or do more of that in your own community. So Trinity and Aaron, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. And uh, we look forward to seeing what else happens in your futures. Thanks for tuning in to the Getting Smart podcast today. We want this podcast to be actionable, insightful, and a great way to learn about what's next in learning. In order to stay on the cutting edge, we need people in the field to tell us what they're hearing, what they're wanting, and what they're needing to learn more about. Got a topic or a guest in mind? Send your recommendations to me, Mason at gettingsmart.com. And if you like what you're hearing, don't forget to leave a review in Apple Podcasts or subscribe wherever you listen. Feel free to share the podcast on social media using the hashtag GSPodcasts. Thanks so much. 